This is the Home and Garden Leaders podcast, uh, the eighth episode. I'm Jan Hofmann and I'm sitting here with Henrik Jorgensen from Haus Nordic. And yeah, Henrik, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit so our listeners can understand your background a bit better? Yes, of course. Hi, everyone. My name is Henrik. I am the founder of Haus Nordic. Haus Nordic is a wholesale company in Denmark. We are selling all over Europe in 42 different countries. I started up the company in 2017, so it's five and a half year ago. I started up in my kitchen, start to order some few containers from Indonesia, China, made a small catalog and then uh, bring some uh, products to Europe and start to visit some furniture shops, interior shops in Denmark. And after some few trips, I got my first orders. I was so lucky that my father, he had uh, went on pension. So he had some time to help me because I was driving all day to get my first customer. And uh, he had also a few friends. So I put them in the warehouse and they helped me uh, start to uh, pack the first orders. And uh, I could type in the orders in the evening and made the invoices. And then I could go and every day on in my car and start visiting customer and step by step it, uh, it start to grow and then it has been really going fast uh, since after six months i could hire our first employee it helped me a lot so i could focus on product development uh, new items and uh, develop the business and uh, today we have grown to around 45 people with a big warehouse and sale all over all over Europe. Today we have around 1,000 customers, all B2B, meaning uh, it can be interior shops, it can be uh, garden center, DIY, furniture shops, online shops, selling our products. So we send products every day to, to many different countries and uh, we still feel it's, it's a big opportunity for us to grow further. If you look at our products, it's a lot of different products. I don't think many companies has uh, this wide range what we have going from dining chair to sofa to uh, small accessory items to outdoor furniture, which makes our company like one-stop shopping for many uh, furniture shops and uh, really many online shops. Also. And what was your personal background before founding the company? I was for 10 years, I was CEO of a company called TradePoint which was also in the business, mostly doing direct containers, uh, no warehouse. So it was uh, full containers to the really big uh, retail customer around uh, the world. And with that background, I wanted to challenge myself and I wanted to make a company where we had the products on stock so we could deliver very fast, especially also for the online. You could see the online business was growing and people wanted the product delivered very fast. I see. That makes sense. So you basically saw a gap in the market to an extent with people sort of being frustrated or your potential customers being frustrated with deliveries taking too long with their existing suppliers, correct? Yeah, actually, many of the customer I found was not customer I worked with earlier because it was much different if they buy a container or they buy from warehouse. But I saw, as you say, a gap to have very fast delivery and also to make a brand where we really make nice design, Scandinavia design, but also for reasonable price. We really believe that the consumer should feel when they buy House Nordic products, they really get a lot of value for money. And uh, I see many really, really good Danish brands, but also many brands, I feel they are quite expensive 
for the consumer. So we wanted to to make something new, make a really nice brand, but still for for good price. And uh, I think that is also one of the reasons to our success that you really get a lot when you buy household products. Interesting. And how did you approach adding all of these additional countries that you're selling and delivering to? Because 42 is a very high number, actually. So I would be really curious to hear about that. Yeah. Of course, in the beginning, uh, we tried to contact uh, retailers around uh, Europe. And uh, when we start to get the first in Germany, in the uh, Czech Republic, in France, Holland, Sweden, we were lucky to get some of the also quite big uh, online shops in the beginning. And when they start selling our products and they have good success and they branded also our products as they are selling house Nordic. We also found out that actually many customers found us as they were looking at their competitors and they find this new house Nordic brand and then more customers are calling us now if they also can sell our brand. So of course, in the beginning, it's it's really hard to get out as you are unknown brand, but as more we, we get known, uh, more customer is coming to us by themselves. So basically the initial reason you mentioned to start the company was you wanted to challenge yourself. Um, could you elaborate a little bit on that? Because the contrast between basically starting a company from scratch versus being like in the C-suite of a well-established bigger firm, it must be quite big, right? So it would be really interesting to hear about that as well. Yes, of course. Now I just about 50 years old. And uh, when I started, I was around 45 years uh, old. So I've always been uh, like a kind of entrepreneur, but still uh, working for different companies. Also companies who have been growing quite fast, but really to to have your own, of course, it's, it's some other thoughts about financial things. And uh, yeah, you're more insecure when you have your own matter of salary and uh, future. So after all these years, I said, if I should do it, it should be now. And I haven't regret it. I think it's really really nice and of course it, it can be hard to have your own but also how your mentality is how your dna is in the company you can really do what you want if you are manager of a company you still have some rules to follow and uh, here i really want to make a team a house nordic team where the employees really feel secure and feel it's it's more like a home and they should be happy to go for work every day and the culture should be like one big team working together, not like uh, this is you do this and I do this. So this is what we have a lot of focus on uh, in the whole company, uh, from the warehouse to the buying department, the selling department. People are really helping each other and, and uh, working for the same uh, goal, everybody. How do you make sure that this environment is being created or maintained? Yeah, it's a lot about communication and uh, trying to get my DNA, what I feel and what I think uh, to the company. Every month we have a big meeting where we um, put all together, all 45 people in the company. We spend a half an hour together talking about what has been happening the last months, what will happen in the future. It started actually mostly when Corona started, where everybody was really unsecure and afraid to lose that job and uh, nobody knew what will happen. At that time, we made this small team meeting for the whole company every week to say, uh, okay, what should we do now? What is our plan? And then we found out it was really people got together and all the communication between 
different departments and uh, I could give uh, a lot of information to everybody at the same time. It made people more secure and they knew, okay, what is what is our strategy? What do we actually want in House Nordic and what is our goal? And how can we work together for the same goal? So this is one way to really be good in the communication and uh, be very open-minded. If there's some problems or uh, successes, uh, we can share it together. How did Corona, like the virus, treat your firm overall? Overall, in, in the beginning, the first months, we had placed a lot of orders because the company was growing and a lot of orders, when we placed them in China, Indonesia, India, we placed them maybe four to six months before we received the products. So we already had placed a lot of orders And then suddenly the sale stopped almost 100% when the corona came. Nobody knew what will happen in the world. So everybody was unsecure. They saved the money. Yeah. So we had to call uh, many of the factories to delay some shipments and uh, postpone orders. And then after three, four weeks, you know, people should stay at home and could not go to work or they couldn't at least go on holiday or go for the restaurant. So they start really to spend money buying things because they had money, which they could not spend on other things like before. So in general, our business and, and other um, wholesale companies like we, they start to sell more. In the beginning, it was hard, and then it started to grow. So Corona really pushed our sale quite much because people had the money for their home. They start, they must stay home, so they bought for the garden and for the home, uh, new sofa, new dining table. Then it started with the other problems which followed was uh, that the prices start to raise. The freight from Asia got really crazy. So how much could we raise the prices? We didn't want, we still want to have our DNA to keep the prices strong for our customer. But of course, if the freight raised so much, we had to put up some few prices, but we really tried to do it as little as possible to keep yeah, the DNA of our brand. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And what sort of initial challenges did the company face and overcome? Of course, in the beginning, when you are not so many people, you have you must find some uh, good employees who can have more projects going on at the same time. Uh, I hired uh, some buying people, but they also needed to be a big part of the sale and also uh, support in the, in the warehouse. So I would say in the, in the beginning, you really have to help with everything. Of course, when you get bigger, we should still have this team feel, feeling in the company. But of course, you are more dedicated in the projects uh, what, where you also strong. Interesting. Yeah. So basically finding generalists that essentially are able to do a little bit of everything with your supervision, right? Yeah, exactly. And what would you say is the current vision of the company? We can say as, as bigger we grow, as more we, uh, we also can put into our own design of the products. So now in the beginning, when I start to buy, I travel in China, I pick some products which was maybe also seen other places or more like what was in the market. Now we, we can really design our own products. We have a good cooperation with designers, so we can really bring totally new items in the market what is, has not been seen before and normally when companies do that they also really put up the price because they invest in design and all the whole process but we managed to do it with low cost and uh, then we can bring really really a new and nice products in the market for for good price which is not seen before so 
In Europe, we see it as our home market because we are selling to all countries in Europe, also selling now to Canada, we are selling to Australia, but it's still not our focus. We really have the focus as Europe, and then maybe in two, three, four years, we will have more focus on other countries as well. But there's a big market for us still waiting in Europe. Interesting, yeah. Because usually if you think unique design, it usually comes at a bigger price tag. So how do you go about kind of having both, right? So how do you make sure it can be cheap as well as have a unique look to it, right? It's also because we have the strengths now and we have the power as the volume we do is quite big. Meaning uh, if you do uh, for a dining chair, you do a shape which is well known or you do another shape, another look for a dining chair, the price for making it is almost the same. It's more the developing cost. But if you have big volume, many thousand pieces for, for a dining chair, then the design uh, cost is very, very low for each piece. So by having big volume, I have a good price. We can bring a lot of new products in the market for still the same uh, price as uh, normal chairs, what is seen, and also still to keep the good quality. But because even our price is strong, we, we don't go on compromise with the quality. It should really be strong and nice quality uh, when we put it in the house market, right? Got it. Yeah. So it's basically there's the fixed cost of coming up with the design and then the variable cost. It's pretty much the same, no matter if it's how unique it is. Like, I mean, it depends, right? But with what you're doing, definitely possible. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Then what's an interesting story that you'd like to share with our audience? What could I more say of interesting stories? Well, you can say today we are buying from. Uh, a lot from Asia. We start to move some of the production to Europe also because there was a lot of, of this freight cost really raised crazy. To bring a container to, to Europe maybe was less than 2,000 euro. Then it raised to 10 to 15,000 euro to bring a container. And if you have a one to three containers every day, of course, it's, it's crazy a lot of money, extra cost. So we start to move some production to Europe. But there's still a lot of the product, what we do, because we also do some special material like teakwood or rats and shares. You cannot use them in Europe because you don't have the raw material. And uh, so many of the products are still produced in the countries where I would say they are They are also being produced in the best quality because the people are, are well known for weaving or doing this kind of, kind of product. And luckily now we can see that the freight cost is start to go down and the prices get more normal again. And also with Europe, I guess you get easier to handle supply chain, right? Because there's less things that can go wrong potentially, no? That is right. It's exactly, yeah. Great. Then overall, it, it sounds like you're growing quite fast or at least you've grown quite fast up until this point. So what do you think are the things you do different from people who don't see growth like this? So obviously, like you have a certain background, right? But I would still be really curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, also I think the most important thing is to to find the right people to work with you. And that I really think we have managed to have this uh, 40, 45 people who really not just go to work, but they work for, for our uh, philosophy, our strategy, and then really have this mind that things don't have to be expensive because they are nice and they have good quality. It, this is really uh, our mindset. We must bring uh, new products all the time. 
every year we come with more than 200 products uh, in the market and it should be there's many products which is nice which we have developed but if we cannot make them for the right price then we don't bring them in the market they should really be nice products but also for good price so with this philosophy if we can keep this it's uh, i really believe uh, we can go further on for many years and with recruitment what would you say the attributes are that you're looking for in people because obviously afterwards you have to communicate to them the strategy maybe even in before but before you make the decision to hire someone what are kind of the key things that you're looking for it's a lot of uh, personality looking at people that uh, you can feel them that you can feel they they really uh, also have like a goal for their uh, life and uh, when they start here they really should go into it with all what they have even uh, they should not say okay I, i can only do this this is just my job and uh, what the other do i don't care they should really think why think about their colleagues think about how is what is happening in the company and other departments so it's really the mentality of being a team player and also be open-minded and then you're hiring locally i assume right mostly yes yeah so how do you make sure that that doesn't become a bottleneck i would say uh, We have some people uh, also actually traveling quite far. We have a, a few people driving uh, yeah, one to two hours just to come here every day. But mostly people are living uh, within 30 kilometers area here. And as we don't see, we don't need so much specialists. Because if people have the right mindset, we are also very open to, to train them and to, to support them, coach them, help them. So in that way, It's easier to find people if you only look for the specialists, which maybe are not in your area. Then we look more for who are the, the people and then we can train them and, and help them to get right in the position. I see. Yeah. So it's basically you really focus on the personality someone has rather than the experience someone has or the, like the industry understanding, etc., etc. right? Of course, a combination is the best, uh, but if we should choose, we will look for the personality. It's, uh, it's the most important. Yeah, I've seen a similar thing. Uh, I've spent like a couple of months uh, researching this actually, where you can look up how certain personality traits or certain elements or criteria relate to someone's performance in the workspace and there's actually quite a bit of scientific studies done on this and track record is really i mean it obviously matters right it's not pretend it doesn't but there's other elements that do matter a lot more so it's definitely agree there and the science agrees as well <laughs> yeah. okay what are sort of the three takeaways that you'd like to share with our audience And maybe a little about how we uh, how we also work in uh, in way of designing new products. Oh yeah, for sure, that would be interesting. Yeah, because it's a lot of new products we bring. Sometimes we have a good dialogue, of course, with our suppliers all around the world. Next weekend, I'm traveling to India and Vietnam. Uh, there are some fairs and uh, visiting some suppliers. Haven't been traveling for yeah two and a half years, something uh, since Corona. Uh, in Asia, so it's first time for a long time. Otherwise, at least four or five times uh, was in Asia. So um, that would be good to to go there again. And uh, of course, we we look at our suppliers. What can they bring of new products? But we must also say very often the Chinese people don't have the Scandinavian mindset or the Scandinavian design. So it's it's not so often that we can just take products from 
from their design and then bring in the market. So it's a lot of uh, adjustment uh, coming with our own ideas. We have a team here, a buying team of five people who is uh, very much involved in the design. And of course, sometimes we can also take our good items. We can make some small changes. We can make some new fabrics or new colors. It doesn't have to be gray and uh, black, everything. We like also to give it some um, new trendy colors to change uh, the products that can very fast change the product from uh, from a standard product also more interesting product. Really interesting. Yeah. Anything else you want to add in terms of takeaways? Yeah. The most uh, important, of course, we want to, to keep growing. It has been uh, this year has been quite hard for everybody in this business as uh, Corona is mostly over. People can start to spend the money uh, on a lot of other things and for their home. Uh, the holiday has been a big uh, investment this year for many uh, families uh, traveling more and uh, want to go out more. So, of course, it came to our business that they didn't spend so much money in this buying uh, things for the home. So especially during the summer, the, the save was really low. And now we can see it. Even people, uh, yeah, you can say the financial thing is under pressure with the uh, high energy prices and uh, things are getting more expensive. People are saving. Uh, but I would say after September, beginning of September, it started to go much better again in our in our business. So we're really uh, happy to see that July, August was very hard, but now it's uh, it's much better again. But I also think that by selling products which are not expensive, people can maybe afford our sofa for maybe uh, 500 or 800 euro instead of uh, buying a sofa for 2000 euro. So I would say the, the company selling the more expensive uh, items, it hurts more for them now when people start to save. Yeah, I think especially if it's not unique designs, right? If it's like a gener more generic kind of design that people can find elsewhere and they have actual alternatives, definitely agreed. Yeah. Cool. Any last words? I think uh, that was everything for us. We hope everybody uh, had a little out of it and uh, they can follow our brand. Uh, we were the fourth fastest uh, company growing in Denmark last year. So we hope to to get more known as we are getting bigger and uh, hope to uh, to keep this 